All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the High Button Podcast. My name is Justin Belanger. Whether this is your first time tuning into the High Button or the 204th time, I think we're on episode 204 or 203, doesn't matter. Just know that I do truly appreciate it. The world of sports are, I think, at an all-time high right now. The Toronto Raptors are living at an all-time high after that amazing Game 7 win the other day. Uh, Boston, Carolina, that series is in full swing. Uh St. Louis, San Jose, that series is in full swing, even though those games are on too late for me. I don't really stay up and watch them, but, you know, sports are wicked right now. Blue Jays, I don't really pay attention to the Blue Jays right now. Not too much. They're not that exciting right now. Um, But other than that, it's a great time in the world. Summer's around the corner. Like I said, sports are in full swing. So today on the podcast, we're going to talk about the sport of hockey and one of my favorite line mates that I've ever played with, Jake Bullen. Uh... How do, how do I describe Jake? Jake, playing with Jake was one of the most delightful hockey experiences I've ever had. I remember my first year major midget playing with him. We were stuck on a line in training camp, and I think that's where we found our chemistry. And I think the first shift we ever had together, it was 15, maybe 25 seconds into the game, we scored. And ever since then, we were always paired together. We always meshed uh, tremendously. He had a great sense of awareness on the ice. He was always able to find me in tight situations in order for me to, to put the puck in the net. I tried to find him as much as I could, but I'm not much of a playmaker compared to him. He was just so quick, and he was able to get out of tough situations and just find open ice and either shoot it or pass it to an open guy. He was just the type of player where people would just follow him. He, he had such a smooth stride. He was so quick, head up all the time, stick on the ice. He, like I said, he was just so aware. And people would just gravitate to him on the other team. People just wanted to, to get a hold of him, but they couldn't. And the next thing you know, he'd have two guys on him, which means that there's usually an open guy, which usually was me, at least in Major Midget. And, uh, and yeah, he was just a delight to play with. And I remember playing against him even, even when we were younger, Pee Wee, uh, Bantam, Novice, I don't, Timbits, I don't remember that far, but you know what I mean? He was always a name out here, uh, in Nova Scotia that was just a tremendous hockey player. And I'm fortunate that I was able to play with him. Uh, Matthew Dudley is going to be here with the podcast as well. And actually dudes and Bullen have had Twitter beef the past couple of weeks or the past month over the NHL playoffs. I think it started during the Bruins and Maple Leaf series. I'm going to let them beef it out. I'm just going to sit back, listen to it all, enjoy it. But it's all sports, it's all love, it's all hockey, it's family. So, it's going to be a great podcast. You know what comes next. Here we go. All right, Bowling, we're going. Thanks for coming to the show, man. Appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me, man. How was the drive-in? Long. Was it? Yeah. What's the Dangerous, man. How'd you plane? (laughs) Dangerous, man. You still got your winners on? Oh, yeah. Do you? Yeah. Me too. Do you? My summers are at my girlfriend's father's house, so I gotta go get them sometime. Can I just do a quick shout out to somebody who who you guys would know better than me, Mr. Brandon Bootlier, if you're listening? It's kind of shitty that they left you out, so the killer maybe bees. Get at the boys for that. Anyways, moving on. You think he's actually mad? 
Oh, he's pissed right now. Boots, my bad, buddy. We're going to get you on over the <laughs> summer here. we got tons of podcast guests lined up. We're going to squeeze you in. Learn to formulate a sentence for a little bit, and then we'll bring you in. <laughs> did, I, did I mess that sentence up? No, him. Oh. Um, <laughs> Bolin, you're going to be impressed with the intro when you listen to the podcast, the first start. I'm hyping you up big time. Because it's true, you were probably the my favorite line mate I've ever had. I enjoyed playing with you. You made the sport of hockey not easy, but you just made it more enjoyable. You're, I think you and I clashed or uh, gelled no. together well. Um, so essentially, I guess, talk about the beginning of you playing <laughs> hockey, where you found your skill set, your speed, and how did you know that you were going to dominate the, the sport mm-hmm. of hockey at such a young age? Because yeah. your name was out there at a young age. That goddamn red helmet. And yeah. the, red, the red Cooper the crash. The red Cooper, buddy. That's how I knew you. There he is. Found him. That was about, that was about seven sizes. Too, that was my cousin's, <laughs> and he's 10 years older than me. <laughs> And that was his helmet when he went into, I think it was like Pee Wee to ban him, and I took it over. Had all of his old gear, so all the gear was huge on me. Like everything, anyways. But, uh, yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, I grew up in uh, Eastern Shore in Porter's Lake. Played for the Mariners. Uh, So I've been losing since I was a kid, essentially. (laughs) Um, No, it was was fun down there. We we always knew we weren't the, the greatest team around, but it was always... We just played for the hell of it. It was just a fun time. You guys loved it. We loved it. Same exactly. as everybody else, right? Exactly. You guys just didn't yeah. Have the kids. It was uh, when we won. It's like every every win was like a Stanley Cup victory, but uh, it wasn't <laughs> it's true. It, yeah, been, it is. When you win a uh, few and far between, there it's uh, it's a blast when you finally do win. So that was uh, it was tough at times, but overall it wasn't bad. Uh, Skill set wise, I have no idea. Like. My parents ever played sports. My dad played baseball. That's about it. Really? No hockey in the family? No. You ask him, he played boot hockey in uh, Cape Breton, though. <laughs> What's boot hockey? So you just put on your winter boots and go out on the pond. And he says it's a league and everything. He's like, oh, yeah, we played teams in all these other Cape Breton communities. I was like, Dad, that's not a league. He's like, we had a league. We had different teams, and we'd go. We'd play. We'd fight. It was a fun time. We'd fight? Yeah. So, I don't know. You don't argue with Spike too much because then he just gets mad at you. But, you don't uh, argue with a guy named Spike. <laughs> you just don't. No. no. So, uh, just... Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, I don't. I honestly don't know where I got the the love to play, but uh, I started skating at a young age. And my cousin, uh, my cousin Brett, used to we used to go to public skates or whatever, and he would just cruise around the rink. He was a, he was a great skater. And my parents said one day I came home. I was about three, and they said I was pissed off that he was buzzing around. And I had these little those little blades that tie onto your shoes. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> the double blades. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I would try to skate on them, but I'd like I'd come out of them. Like I'd fall right out of them. And they said that I just got mad that he was buzzing around. So eventually I just, they bought me a pair of skates and I was just running on ice to get by him and stuff. So that's how, that's how I started. And then, uh, three years old, got into hockey. Yeah. It's, uh, my mom was very hesitant, uh, cause when I was three, I broke my neck. So she was like, Oh, I don't want you to play hockey. How'd you break your neck? Actually, she wanted me to play more than my father did at the time. But, How'd you break your neck? Uh, just being a kid, yeah. just jumping off a, a playground and. I like did a flip in air and landed on the back and snapped one of my vertebrae. Was it like a real bad bat? Like were you in like one of those metal frames? Oh yeah, I should have brought the photo. Uh, I had a cast from my head down to my my waist. Are you serious? No. And uh, yeah, so as a like, baby, like a three year old, yeah, still an infant. I have I photos know. of it. and I had a little hole for my belly button, and uh, that explains I'm, why you're so small, man. Yeah, stunted your growth. Stunted my, man, I'm probably about four inches taller. I just oh don't know. Oh my god, had you not broken I'd your like, neck, you'd be like at least Luchich, five feet, right? Like Luchich. <laughs> but uh, no, it's uh, <laughs> so. Uh, that's yeah, crazy. that happened, and uh, it's uh, yeah, like I said, I have the the cast, and I was so light then. I was probably about at three. I was probably about thirty pounds, thirty five pounds. Wow! And the cast, and my parents had to hold me because the cast was so heavy <laughs> that I would start tipping. 
<laughs> the things you find out, you know. So uh, that was yeah. that was my life growing up. <laughs> I wanted to I wanted to ask you. Um, you said you you weren't really sure where you got the love of the game. Was there was road hockey a big thing in your guys' community? Like, oh yeah, because that's I know Good like question. for me personally, that's just kind of what keeps you engaged. It keeps yeah. your your skills uh, sharp, I guess. But in road hockey, it's just a different game, right? Like you yeah. get way more bumps and bruises, sticks off the shin, that kind of stuff. So I was just wondering if maybe that had an effect on the love of the game uh honestly i don't think i played road hockey until i started actually playing hockey itself really? uh but I, I grew up i first lived in lake echo in the trailer park there and uh so i was official trailer park boy uh, right man That's but huge. uh <laughs> did you like the show oh yeah i love the show there you go but <laughs> can uh, relate. stupid yeah, question <laughs> I, can, I can relate man uh no but uh so once i started playing we had kids all like we would have games of like 20 kids out there in front of my house playing ball hockey all the time or were you the guy though to organize the games like you said in front of your house so were you yeah. the guy like oh let's go over to Bowen's place and play uh, or was there another group of kids there's there's usually a few of us uh there was a couple spots you could you could just pick up your stick like I'd, I'd wake up have breakfast go out to the shed grab my twig and just walk around the streets of the trailer park yeah and you could just jump into a game here and there I and love it is there anybody that you're still friends with to with with <laughs> like these days from that crew that you can remember uh <coughs> no uh, i wouldn't say friends there's still some people i talk to and i see them and stuff For like sure, that yeah. but uh not really i'm a pretty like secluded uh, what secluded guy yeah I, I like to stick to myself so i don't really jump out at people much like i don't really reach out too often well you're begging to be on this podcast so i don't know if yeah. i agree with that you're <laughs> texting true. me every day to behind try the screen to buddy behind the screen. are you that 902 number i was giving a shout to yeah that yeah, was yeah, me okay yeah, i yeah. thought so i wasn't sure <laughs> But um, uh, okay, no, you keep going. No, I'm good, man. That's uh, yeah. I don't think I talk. I don't think I'm friends. Well, to me, anyone that I talk to, if, if I considered you a friend at one point, I'm still your friend. Yeah, but absolutely. I just don't. I don't hang out with them on a regular basis, type thing. Yeah, that was so, one of my questions. Yeah. So when you when you're in uh, when you're playing hockey and in the minor league, not minor leagues like uh, novice, pee wee, bantam, yeah. whatever, you're definitely a guy that, like I said, was a name in Nova Scotia that you know was quick, was fast, same thing. Uh, a playmaker, head on a swivel, head up, things like that. When you were younger, let's say Timbits, what's before after Timbits novice? Adam. Adam. Well, I guess you had novice. Timbits novice. Adam. Timbits yeah. novice. Did you, you know, maybe even your parents? Did you guys almost look at each other like, okay, where did this skill come from? How did I develop this? Because you're such a natural skater, you're mm. such a natural mm. passer. I remember the first time I ever saw you play. I don't think I ever saw your your head go down. Yeah. And my dad, I remember my dad came and got me. He goes, see this kid. We didn't know who you were at the yeah. time. See this kid, his head's up, his stick is on the ice, he is aware of where he is, he's not looking at his skates, he's not looking at his stick, he's aware. And I remember that was the first time, you know, when your dad's yeah. pulling aside, like, <laughs> look at this guy, do this. Yeah. And I remember ever since that time, I was like, okay, who's this guy, Bullen? So I must have come from somewhere, you must have been watching hockey, you must have, like, where did that come from? Uh, honestly, like... You can ask my my parents too. They and my like my grandfather was a pretty good goalie. My uncle was a really good goalie actually as well. He uh, here it goes. Yeah, who <laughs> wants to be a goalie? But no, he was. Uh, from what I heard, anyway, he was the goalie to. Uh, is it, it's Wendell Young from here, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he was the starting goalie for Wendell Young, and was asked to go to the OHL or something like that, and he refused to because he wanted to join the military and just get on with life. So then they grabbed Wendell instead. Um, so I, I don't know. Maybe that's where the hockey. I mean, he turned out well for him. Like, he's, yeah, he's a exactly. great goalie. Yeah, right? it couldn't have worked out better. Yeah, but uh, I, so I don't know if maybe like some genes like that came by. But uh, I remember as a kid, my parents would ask me like, "How'd you do that?" I'm like, "I don't know." Oh, I, I literally just amazing. went out and played, man. I honestly, 
I didn't really practice. Like I'd always have a mini stick in my hand around the house and stuff for, mm-hmm. like I said, ball hockey a lot afterwards, but I never, I never practiced. Like I remember trying to do fancy stuff at one practice. I was in probably novice. I was trying to do uh, like a, well, it's known as the Crosby now. Yeah. And my dad came over. <laughs> Should have been called the bull in it. Yeah, came, <laughs> came over to the bench and he's calling me over. I'm like, yeah. He's like, don't do that stupid stuff again. <laughs> He's like, you're here to get better. You don't need to do fancy stuff like that. Just skate and shoot the puck. And I was like, all right. So like, I never, I never, tr- I never practiced all like toe drags and stuff like that. That just came at the the spur of the moment type thing. Were you yeah. a competitive kid? Like, cause oh yeah, I know you said like, and I mean we know this. I don't know why I said you said this, but Eastern Shore was more of like they they lost more than they won. Let's yeah. just say that. And but like <laughs> when you're losing all the time and you're constantly still tr- like you're trying to win, you're trying to win, even though in the back of your mind you know there's still like a 90% chance you're going to lose no matter how good you guys play, right? Because yeah. there was only a few guys. That's just the way oh, it yeah. was. There wasn't that many kids. And you're the best player on the team every single year and probably better than the kids you're playing against. Yeah, my, my age group for uh, Eastern Shore was a little rough. I mean, our, uh, the year below me and the year below them was pretty good. Like, they had some good names like Desmond and Hawes. Mm. And yeah. Then, like, the year above them would have been, like, Brett Baker, yeah. guys like that. That's So they were a pretty good group of kids, too. Uh, but, like, my age group was... Uh, Pull the mic a bit closer. Sorry, stop. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my age group was a little little rough, but... Uh, that happens all the time. Yeah. I think uh, you obviously always want to win, mm-hmm. and I, I always wanted to win. I hate losing. I hate losing board games or anything That's like that. That's what I, I was going to ask you. Like, did it, yeah. is it, did it just eat at you the whole oh, time, yeah. but you just, you know, it you kind of just deal with it? There was there was some drives in minor hockey when I'd get in the car and I'd be close to tears because I'd be so frustrated because I just want to like, yeah, you want everybody to be better, but exactly like can't right. I never really, I never really worried about like personal goals and stuff like that, but like I, I wanted to win and like I knew I was like trying to help my teammates get better as well. But But at the same time, it's just like a skill difference, right? Well, obviously you're not worried about personal goals when you're putting up nine goals a game in Novice (laughs) Double A, like. But uh, (laughs) yeah, but I mean like. Honestly, it, it was fun to win. Like we had a couple years. Like my novice, we played novice tier two. We we mm-hmm. went tier one for one year, or for the half year, or whatever it was. I remember, you guys lost to Halifax twenty-one one. Yeah, at the Coahuila place, oh, and you scored the it, only it goal. It might have been. Yeah, I don't even remember. You still but, had the red helmet then. Oh yeah, and uh, Stephen Anthony probably had like nineteen goals that game. I don't even remember, but so then it went. Yeah, it was. Uh, but Eastern Shore always did that to me. They would always hold a like they would always have a tier one team so that I couldn't go to like Cole Harbor or something. And then they drop after the deadline down to double A. Oh, so that's no. the reason why I always played double A growing up is because they always went triple A, knowing damn well we couldn't couldn't yeah. compete at all. And then we dropped down. But uh, but yeah, to answer your question, it, it was frustrating at times. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, you kind of come to terms with it. Like I said, there was still times in like Bantam and stuff when I would get super frustrated. But you just uh, you just kind of learn with it. I think it honestly it kind of humbles you a bit too. Helps you out later in life, yeah, man. Absolutely. Like when you get Definitely. to the tougher ranks, junior and stuff like that, major yeah. major where it starts to almost become a business yeah. and like potentially your livelihood. Yeah. Then it's, you know, you I guess if you learn to lose before you learn to win, I think that's a a better path yeah. for you to take. Not no. everybody can do that, right? Cuz it's Yeah. No, for sure. Like when we like our max team like, that was one of my funnest years of hockey well, cuz oh, yeah. cuz we won and like we had a good team, like there was a lot of skill. And, like, I'm one of those guys that when I'm not the best on the team, I like to elevate my game because I like to be the best. But not tell anybody, you know? No, exactly. Like, not in a selfish way. I'm just like, all right, like, so Dylan King, unreal. Let's elevate. Yeah. You, Belly, even Campbell at that time. Campbell was a good player. Our whole team, Wiggy, like, yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm like, I'm seeing these guys. I'm like, all right, I want to, like, 
compete with them. I want to, everyone's talking about them. I want to be in that conversation too. Uh, but I never had that growing up in Eastern shore. It was just always, and like, I, I, I didn't like the, I didn't like everyone focusing on me either, but like, True. you didn't like to be the big fish yeah. in the small pond. Right. So was there any transition for you playing with the max that first year, always being the guy to go to, to mm. all of a sudden transition, transitioning to, okay, That's this is a team say. game right yeah. now. Kirk was a great coach on that yeah. team. He was able to play a great system. Did you have any transition uh, or tough trick t- transitions going into that league? That uh, Fuck, I can't talk. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it was as hard as I thought it was going to be. Uh, like the league itself was hard. Like it's yeah. obviously a step up from what you're used to playing. I mean, I played high school the year before and house league the year before that. So it was a massive jump. House league? Before you yeah. had grade 10. <laughs> what? Uh, I, I, I was one of those weird birthdays. Like grade nine was my first year midget. Really? Yeah. So I played house league my first year. And uh, so like skill wise, it was a jump. But uh, you would have the speed no matter what. Yeah. You I, were still I, faster than most people that played like me for three years yeah i knew i I knew i had speed that's literally all i had because i wasn't a strong kid awareness i guess yeah Yeah, in hockey sense um that's what happens when you're under five feet yeah it's either that or your head taken well you wouldn't be playing yeah exactly (laughs) um but no it was uh i knew a lot i knew a lot of the guy like i knew you i knew kinger Mm -hmm. i knew uh a few others so i felt comfortable in the transition and i also knew like all right we're surrounded by good guys and good team so it kind of made it I, i enjoyed it man i didn't like being the center of attention so I like to just go and do my thing, and that's what I got to do on that team. I actually mentioned the other day, I can't remember who it was too, but this was like this week, and I was like, I was just thinking about because I think we were talking about having you on the podcast, and I was like, you know what? That midget team, I'm literally still friends with everybody. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I talk to you all the time, whether it's chirping you on Twitter or whatever. <laughs> Obviously, you, like Tommy, Richard Tingley, uh, Wig. Like, he yeah. comes in, like, fifth on this list. Yeah. But just, like, and you just have connections everywhere else. Like, I ref with Kyle Campbell's dad. So, like, you, you have that, yeah. those interactions again. But it's just, like, everybody on the team, you know, if I see them, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, man, big hug, that kind of shit. Because it just goes back to what you said. It was probably one of my favorite years, too. Remember I that, had to get it off my chest. Remember that time Clarky <laughs> came down with the fridge? Clarky's dad, sorry. Yeah. Paul. We're yeah. all sitting there in practice, and then he just <laughs> comes down with the, well, not forklift, what's it called? It's on a dolly. On a dolly. Yeah. And he's just... <laughs> <laughs> And he's just, he's yeah. got the dolly going down He's just down carrying it in the middle of, yeah. That was hilarious. And, man, yeah, that was a fun year. And then, um, so Ferris's dad gave us all the Gatorade. And chocolate, and chocolate, chocolate milk. milk. Yeah. Granola bars. Granola bars. Do you remember what's the trainer that year? We were in the triple overtime game against the subs. And he was just harping on us about drinking half and half. So his boys were putting back full Gatorades. Oh. And he's like, boys, half and half. Like, half and half is the way to fucking hydrate yourself, boys. Like, come on. He's like coming over, whacking Gatorade out of your hand. Share it with the guy beside you. Like, that was a crazy game, man. What one? Yeah. Oh, it was insane. I mean, Hedderberry, yeah. like, he stepped First on the ice by year. mistake. He wasn't even supposed to be out there. It was a switch on, and, like, they did a change or whatever, and he snuck out. I, I still joke with him about it today. That's hilarious. And he just pokes it in. It's another guy I forgot to mention, Henny. I remember going back to the Civic the next day for practice or to take our gear somewhere, and it was just so silent. And the night before, less than 24 hours ago, it was jam-packed, yeah. so loud, so exciting. I don't know how many people were there, but it was packed. I, well, I have pictures for that dad talk, and the place is jammed. Yeah. yeah. Like, everywhere as you look, there's people, like, looking through people's, yeah. head, like, shoulders and shit. Because they would have been backed up, probably. Like, if there was people after us, they would have been backed up. You know maybe what? That's two, a good point. I never thought about that. Two ice sessions, right? So the that's, extra traffic. Oh, yeah. That's two two extra, like, teams or whatever waiting two to go games. on. Yeah, exactly. And I'm pretty sure the glass broke during that game, and Buddy had to come out on his little uh, yeah, tractor there right. and pick the glass. Right. It's probably glass. my shot. What's that? <laughs> Probably my shot. Yeah, muffin. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, buddy. Remember he came. Remember when we won the game? He came into the room, buddy. The Zamboni driver. You remember that? 
The big guy, the, the big, big lad, guy, yeah, yeah, big yeah. guy. He came into the room after and he tried to celebrate with us. Yeah. Kirk wasn't happy. He's like, you gotta get out of here. Buddy. He was the one that always wore the overalls, like the oh, big buddy. boy. Yeah, that's his name, buddy. That's what oh, is that his actual him. name? Yeah, buddy. That's a great name for him, buddy. Well, yeah, hey, buddy. Remember when he came out on the thing? He gave the crowd a wave because yeah. the the tractor he was on was going two miles an yeah. hour. That's right. I do remember <laughs> yeah. now that you say that. I remember the, the broken glass was at the far end of the yeah, ice, right, so yeah. it took him five minutes to get there. He could have got there quicker just walking. And then there was Phil. Remember Phil, the blind guy? Yeah. He always oh. used to roam around and try he to find He used to a... watch us. You used to mess with him all the time. Not mess with him, but he, we, when we used to warm up upstairs. Yeah, he'd always be fucking around up there, so i just <laughs> lead him out the door, man. It was harmless. Look, yeah, he, tried here, to, he tried to take our ball from us when we were warming yeah. up once. Man, there's some... Clarky yeah. was messing with him, too. It wasn't just me, folks. There was other guys, <laughs> yeah, too. I'm just it, wasn't, it wasn't like yeah. it was innocent. Like yeah. We're messing innocent with him. Yeah. Well, he, was, he always used to watch. I shouldn't have said watch, but he always used to be around us when we're warming up. It was funny. It was, <laughs> it was funny. funny. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was yeah, hilarious. There's some funny characters around that rink, man. I hope just they never... any rink. It's true. There's always a guy. Masher's always a guy at a rink. He's not anymore, though. I don't know where the fuck Did he is. Did he die? Well, I don't know if I'd no, go there right away. I heard a story about him a couple, I think last month or something. Someone was telling me that they saw him. Saw him where? At one of the rinks. I think it was around here, but or it might have been Moncton, actually. My guess would have been the Metro Transit. <laughs> Chew Central for that guy. Man, that guy. My only master story I have was actually with the Max. It was one of the first practices. <laughs> I uh, got a similar story. And I was at the time frame. <laughs> and I came right from school because like, I had to go. Like I got picked up at school right to practice. And uh, I was at the vending machines in the form. Yeah. And I was waiting on Mike and Ike's or something like that. Stealing money. Ringolos or something. And it was just like there was a group of us and they all left. So I was like, all right. <laughs> the form freaks me out. Anything in Halifax freaks me out anyway at that time. Uh, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and then uh, this guy comes up behind me. And I'm just like, oh, hey, man. He's like who are you? I was like, uh, I play for the max. I didn't want to give him my name. He's like, what number? I was like, uh, three. He's like, Oh, Jake Bowling from Eastern shore. I was like, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I just Uh-oh. walked away. And then guys were like, yeah, that's masher. We saw him coming. So we walked away. I was like, Oh, sick man. Thanks. <laughs> no, anybody who doesn't know masher when you are what? 15 years old or 16, yeah. 17 years old, whatever. And you're three foot five. And this weird, like he's not the, <laughs> a pleasant looking guy. You know what I mean? Like he's missing teeth. He just, he looks like he crawled out from under, underneath the bus yeah. <laughs> so when he's sitting there at the vending machines telling you who you are yeah. it's probably not the best feeling you're like uh okay see you later yeah. buddy he looks Big. like jack sparrow's brother or something <laughs> that's actually pretty accurate <laughs> same very similar story max he's sitting by you know how you can connect that door from the form to the civic yeah. right there where that dre- the dressing room is for the max and there's like those seats right there along the boards yep. when you go to the right so he's sitting right there i'm going over to the vending machine <laughs> as well to get some chips because it's after school i'm yeah. starving on the way back, he stops me. I have my backpack on for some reason. So we start talking about school in the West. And he's like, how are your grades? And then all of a sudden, he starts pitching me on schools in the States. He's like, oh, if, we, you know, if you keep your grades up and you keep the points up and you keep the goals up, I think we're one, two games into the season. Yeah. Like, we don't have any record at all. He's like, well, you know, if you keep, if you keep playing this way, you, you know, I could make some things happen for you. The guy's, like, trying to recruit me. I'm like, all right, man. Like, it was one of those conversations where you couldn't get out of. Yeah. And as a – how old are we? 15, 16? You don't know how to leave a conversation. You're not – you're not you a, just walk away. He's a yeah. grown man. You gotta, you've got to pretend like you're – anyways. I, yeah. I wonder if there's anybody that has a story 
where Masher came up, pitched them some shit, <laughs> and but it 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 fell through, like it not fell through, but it happened. No, someone was telling me a story about how someone actually believed him, and these kids went to like Minnesota or something on his word, saying like, "Yeah, you got a spot on the team." Something like that did happen. I don't know who told me the story, but you know when you're on those bus yeah, yeah. rides long Camelton, you get the stories, and Masher did come up and a story like that. I just that want to did know if up. it was a success. I want to know if there's any success to any of his nonsense <laughs> that he was always yeah. spitting. You know, yeah. like he says that to a guy, shows up, and they're like, "Yeah, yeah." If yeah, yeah, he told us about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you're just like... I wouldn't well, trust a guy like No, that. well, you don't. That's why I want to know. Yeah. All right. Let's get back to bowling here. Great. Yeah. Can't wait. Junior hockey. You went to Miramichi. Yeah. Probably the... Probably one of the better places to play in junior A. One of the worst places to go to and play against. <laughs> Toughest teams. Toughest teams. Yeah. Uh, talk about your first year uh, junior A in Miramichi there. Uh, well, I was drafted to the Lumberjacks at first. Uh Basically, uh, the whole Max team was at one point, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we were like the pipeline for them. Uh, but then I got, uh, I got, tra- I got a call from uh, it was actually Kinger, Aaron King, and he was saying, "Yeah, I heard that you're playing Junior C this upcoming year." And I was like, "No, I, I don't think so. Like, I don't, I don't know what you mean." <laughs> what is that? Because I guess Bridgewater and the Clippers had like an agreement of some sort. Yes, they did. And I was like, "Oh, I don't know. Like, I haven't heard anything." Uh, and he was scouting for Miramichi at the time, so then. I think he got me. I don't. I never really asked him it or anything, but I think he got me traded to Miramichi, mm-hmm. uh, and then I go up there and. How'd it, you get there? Obviously drive, but who'd you go with? Yeah, my details. Mom, elaborate. Oh, Vicky. Oh, Vicky oh, drove, go yeah. figure. She yeah. drove me everywhere. Yeah, she she uh, yeah she the red did a rocket? lot for me. Yeah, it was the red rocket. You know what's funny now that I think about this? That car looks similar to your helmet, novice. <laughs> it did. Did you Flying stop, around? Did you stop at Subway or anything? McDonald's on the drive up? Uh, I don't recall, man. Did you drink coffee at I'm the too, time? Too many concussions. I can't remember all that. <laughs> and then you're did going you to drink play any in coffee? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so we like we're driving there, and it just we got lost. We ended up in like Capella or whatever like that for a bit, and Dude, we had no lost idea. Early. What's that? You got lost early. Yeah, we like we took a wrong turn. <laughs> yeah, you're something. supposed to take a left there. Not yeah, a right. it was a disaster <laughs> of a drive up. And anyway, we got up there, and Rudy was there, so Justin yep. Rude got drafted there too. So we uh, we stayed at the hotel with his dad and him, and uh, it was an interesting city or town, I guess. I don't even know what it's considered a town, I guess. Yeah, Talk about it. Uh, After you signed the autograph, checked into the hotel, then what happened? It just uh, <laughs> I was kind of like, well, okay, this could be where I'm living, I guess. Like, so you didn't deny that you signed autographs? I, I didn't sign autographs. Oh, okay. No one no one in Miramichi knows or knew who I was. Okay. Uh <laughs> I played about nine, six games there, nine games there. Why did why why only that many? Uh, just healthy scratch. Well, I played the showcase with. Uh, it was yeah. a long story. So basically, uh, I jumped up in there and I, I had a good training camp. Like I trained all summer at Lee Algies. That was the first year I ever trained for hockey in at my the life. apartment buildings. Yeah, nice. But I love so that place, man. Lobby? It's it's it's. <laughs> It's something else like you wouldn't believe it unless you're there. <laughs> yeah. But it works, man. The, what what they do is insane. Like it's I've never been in better shape in my life, and like I I did like the most chin ups and stuff there. Like I was like in peak shape because I really wanted to play junior. A. I didn't want to go back and play because I was done midget at that time, so it would have been probably high school. Yeah. Mm. Which I had nothing against high school. I had a blast when I played there, but I was ready just to kind of move on and play something higher. Well, if you're gonna progress each year, why not keep doing it? Well, exactly right. And uh, so yeah, so eventually I made the team. Had a decent stare. Like, I was nothing. They were a big team. I was the shortest player by far. Like, usually I am, but they were, like, the oh, closest to me was probably, like, 6'1". And, like, they were massive. And uh, 
So I knew <laughs> I knew I didn't really fit in right away because like these guys are all they're good guys and everything, but they were big boys that hit and fought everything. Yeah, and I was just, they were known for the rough tough exactly. play, right? which was not your style of play. No, they intimidated <laughs> guys. I was just like I just skated. <laughs> Did you feel super protected though? There at least. Oh God, yeah. Actually, now that I said that, yeah, I, you almost got me fucking killed. <laughs> I didn't do anything. What happened? Well, we were just friends from the year before. Yeah. Do you remember what happened? Yeah, we were. I don't. Uh, we were at the showcase because they used to have that showcase in junior A in Summerside. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. And, wow, uh, I was on the ice. Wow. I was stretching. I think on it was a warm up. I was stretching by the red line. You came over. You and Wiggy. And then uh, a guy named Graham Telford came over. That's right, that big bastard. Yeah, he's Holy about six shit. six or so, <laughs> and he just like threatened you or something like that. You're uh, screaming. Yeah, and he like he like pushed me away type thing because he thought that they were chirping me or whatever, but I didn't tell him otherwise. Anyway, so yeah, they, he was after <laughs> me all game, man. Yeah, I was like, I didn't do anything. I was just saying, what's up? You're just stretching by the line talking yeah. to him, so he thought you were. Uh... Actually, I got I got traded for Pisano. Remember Pisano? That's right. Yeah, so I got traded for him, and I remember Shit. the first shift. I was like, all right, I don't care how big he is. I'm going to hit this guy to show <laughs> Billy that, like, because uh, it was Billy McGuigan at the time. He was a coach there, and I was like, I want to be here. I want to play. So I dumped in his corner, and he went back to get it, and I, I went full speed, and I hit him so hard. He literally went. And I just bounced off him. Like, he didn't even move. Like, I don't even think he felt me hit him. Coaches love that shit. Yeah. That's and hilarious. I was just like, I got off the ice. I was like, yeah, this is not good. Coaches love that shit. Because he's like 6'7". He was a monster. And he's like 245. Yeah. Like, he's a big boy. And I, I literally just, I felt like I ran into the boards. I remember like, when I found speed. that out, I was pumped but pissed. Yeah. I was on the Lumberjacks and we were getting Pisano. Yeah. But then we lost Bolton, too. Because half the reason you, you pick a place to play is yeah. your buddies, right? Like. I remember that guy. He was playing in Bridgewater. We had a guy that we called on our team. He was amazing. His name was Brendan Taylor. Him and I didn't really get along that well. He was – I'm not going to talk about that now. But <laughs> I remember his first game in Bridgewater, Pisano just lays him out. And I'm on Brendan's line, right? So I got to be the guy that just fucking drops the gloves and goes with Pisano. <laughs> but I remember during the warm-up, me and Brendan had a beef in the dressing room. It was just like we were talking about something about points, passing. I don't know anything. We, we weren't on good terms, but we're on the same line together. He just gets laid out by Pisano. Pisano looks at me. I just, eh, no problem, buddy. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to change here. Good hit. Yeah. <laughs> good hit. I'll see you later. Nice hit, man. Nice hit. <laughs> see you later. Yeah, he's a big boy. He, uh, yeah, he was a monster. There's some big boys in that league, actually. Like, <coughs> oh my I watched the game this Summerside? year. Summerside? That was a different, fucking different breed of junior A hockey. For it's sure. That was the last year, I think, where... Yeah. Well, fighting. That? You could fight as many times as you want then. Now oh, there's, yeah. like, that five-fight rule or whatever. Yeah, five. But, like, at that point, like... Five in your career. I remember we played Picto one game, and there was literally probably three line brawls. Like, it was it was insane. I yeah. was like, what am I what am I doing right now? I've like, every time there was a hit, there was a fight. I was just like... How much gear did you have to clean up in your time in Miramichi? No, oh, yeah, I pushed a lot of elbow pads. Oh over. God, man, man, Miramichi is a, a, an exact place where you have to get over um, not controversy. You have to get over a hump in your junior career. That's the that's the one game you go in there for your first time. You could be a 16, 17 year old. You, you yeah. almost become a man after. You have yeah. to go into it and be like, okay, fuck, this is going to be an actual. It's a real good point. Uh, it's, it's a hockey game that you have never played before. You might have to fight. You might get a concussion. Something's going to happen. But when it's over, you kind of feel like you've made a like, step in your hockey yeah. career. Even if you didn't play a single shift. Yeah. I remember going in there once. I was on the fourth line the game before. Where do you make the road trip before Mirror Machine? Depends usually what your Campbell's schedule. Dieppe. Yeah. I think it was Dieppe. Yeah, yeah. you could do that. But usually it was Campbell. Dieppe was then Sunday afternoon, eh? On the way back. Or Woodstock. Thursday, Friday, Actually, Saturday, you know, it might have been Woodstock. So, anyways, we're coming from Woodstock, I think, or Campbellton, whatever. I played like shit the night before. So, we come to Miramichi. I'm on the fourth line. Um, 
and you know the next game after that was a big game we were going into playoffs i'm pretty sure and i remember troy was pissed and i was playing terrible so i'm on the fourth line i'm not going to get any ice time tonight so i'm like oh, fuck justin you got to do something you yeah. got to step up you got to do something here so warm up i just find a guy i don't even know who it was. to this day i don't even know who it was i just found a guy he looked my size looked my build i'm like hey buddy listen i need you to do me a favor we got to go you know i'm on the fourth line i shouldn't be here let's go he's all right but no problem we'll go so first shift that i got on fourth shift of the game fourth line we just go and that was one of my uh biggest moments in hockey <laughs> just coming over adversity because i'm never on the fourth line in junior a humble yeah. brag but I remember that being a big moment of mine at Mirror Machine. I think I think it was uh, I want to say McQuaid or something. McQuaid or something. McQuaid. I'm gonna find out here. You just give me a minute. He he could chuck him, man. He and he was good too. But I just saw him. I was warming up when he was skating the the red line, and yeah. I rarely skate the red line. I keep my distance. I'm trying to warm <laughs> up. But on the fourth line, I don't give a fuck. I got to do something to step up here. And I just saw him. Look my size. You know, yeah. look my height. And I'm like, hey man, you got to do me a favor here. Do you mind if we go? And I was like, he's like, yeah, sure, we'll go. And Might have been McSwain. There's two. That's McQuaid what it is. McSwain. McSwain. It was McSwain. He was, yeah, so yeah. he was my was, roommate in there. Is he a good there. guy? Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, he he's, seemed like it. He could. He could hold his own too. Like he was yeah, a pretty was strong a, boy. He's a PEI kid, so all of them can fight, man. I love yeah, these the boys uh, are tough. Yeah, PEI, <laughs> they're tough boys over there. I love these fights now. Not love them, but actually, no, I do love them. Where you, they're mic'd up. Mm. And you can hear them say, "Okay, let's get set first. Yeah. Okay, now let's start going." Yeah. And then you'll hear. I remember Brandon Prost. Shout out, he was on the show. He was fighting someone. I think it might have been someone for the the Rangers. Ronaldo, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Ronaldo. Philly, you're right. Yeah. He's like, "Hey, my shoulder's dislocated, yeah. so just just give me a sec. Let me switch." And then he punches yeah. with his left hand. Stuff like that. I love in fights. That's it's what sick. a lot of people don't get, though. Like oh. those who are like anti-fighting. Yeah. They don't yeah, get that. Like oh. these guys, like it, it does, like. It does suck, and there is risk with it. But like these guys know what they're doing. Like they're and they're all friends. Like a lot, very rarely are fights made out of like a hateful like, in spite of something. You know what I mean? Like it's usually agreed upon, and they they know what they're doing. And like they're the the nicest guys on the team. Everybody loves the fighters. On Every the team. time, everyone. Yeah. So here's the thing for me with the on the fighting tidbit here. Nobody gets upset at the risk that your kid has going to school every day, mm. potentially being bullied and getting in a fight. Yeah. So when you're organizing it and it's meant to be for something, like most guys don't fight in the NHL just for shits. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You're either trying to prove yourself, you're trying to spark your team, yeah. or or you're just super, super, super pissed off. Yeah. Someone did something, you know what I mean? But there's way, like, think about it. You go to school every day, how much oh, do yeah. you hear about that kind of stuff? Yeah. How, why isn't anybody talking? Like, they're talking about it, but no one's like, oh, there's so much risk in that, so yeah, let's take it out. Of, you can't take it out of school. You can't take it out of hockey. It's the whole, point. like, concussion discussion, right? And, yeah. And I, I, get, I, I get it. Like, concussions suck, and but you can get concussions from anything. Yeah, like, concussions don't come from fighting. They do, but I'd say more often than none, it's a hit to the head. Yeah. Not a punch to the head. That's what, yeah, there's so many studies out there like yeah. that go either way. So it's like, you don't really know what, what to believe, I guess, right? But Bottom line is, concussions happen. Whether you're falling out of your bed or whether you're getting sucker punched in the side of the head, yeah. a concussion, it's never going to go anywhere. I realize, yeah, you can do things to limit it, but it's not going anywhere. So people need to get that out of their fucking yeah. heads that you're getting completely eliminated. <laughs> you're not. <clears throat> like, he said he broke his neck at three years old. How does that happen? <laughs> well, we can't do, he can't do anything because yeah. he broke his neck back yeah. then. Point. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's... So. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I I mean like I'm not I'm not a fighter whatsoever, obviously, well, but like here, that company here, yeah. I love the uh, like the the aggressive side of hockey is what I love. Like guys like the Aginlas and Lucic mm -hmm. and James, uh, not James Neal, um, Jamie Ben, sorry. Guys like Brendan Wright. 
Brandon Wright Ryder. Shout out to Ryder. <laughs> legend. <laughs> yeah, like you, like oh, that's hockey, man. Like mm-hmm. they go and they play, but if they have to answer the bell, they answer the bell, and they can handle their like that's that's the hockey that I like, and you don't see that too much anymore, and it's kind of frustrating, right? But that you, was the one thing in the Kadri hit saga was why didn't he just yeah make him answer the bell? Oh, with like, Yeah, it, yeah. It goes both ways. Absolutely, though, right? It's not one sided. Like they both should have known yeah. that this is what had to happen. Well, you take out that instigator. Then and one then, of them can grab the other and say, well, you're fighting me no matter what. Exactly. And then they fight and it's done. It's like in Chell 19. Exactly. You, the other guy goes no matter what. Yeah, right? exactly. Even if you jump him. And then, and then that whole thing's done. And then Kadri exactly. probably doesn't get suspended because he wouldn't have to do that later on. And DeBrusque doesn't run around like that anymore because he exactly. he doesn't want to answer the bell every time. Mm-hmm. Keep it in hockey. <laughs> no, I was hoping you guys were going to fight here. I was, wait, <laughs> I was waiting for you guys to keep going. <laughs> Man, a lot, of, a lot of people don't get, though, like, the, on the Maple Leafs thing, like, the Maple Leafs were my second favorite team up until Vegas. I'll be clear on something, too. I don't hate Boston. I just hate their fans. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Bullen. I thought you were going to say, <laughs> yeah. I don't hate Bullen. Well, I don't. <laughs> I was dislike like, oh, them I sometimes. <laughs> I was hyping up this fight the, between you two on the intro, so you got to give the fans something, but I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> we agree on most things, honestly. Like, it's I just fun just, to chirp back and forth. Yeah, I just tweet things to get a reaction out of people. Me too. And then now that dude's is actually active on Twitter, I have someone to tweet back at. Before that, it was just boring. No one said anything. And it's everyone always yeah. getting at me about Leafs. They always put Leafs in their response. And not fucking once no, uh, do I mention Leafs at all because... I don't get that either. Like, Boston Boston beat the Leafs, but I never went on being like, oh, yeah, like the Leafs suck. And yeah, blah, like blah, that dick on NBC. Yeah, like it can happen either way, man. I truly thought the Leafs are going to win this year. Right, like, I thought they were going to beat them. Run. That's the way it goes. But, it's bullshit. But I know they're going to have their number eventually, so I'm not going to boast and brag about it now. And then I said the I didn't hate Boston, but I think I might retract what I said. I dislike them heavily why <laughs> well they just toronto can't beat them first of all so that'll be the first leafs reference i'll make for all you idiots that keep chirping me about the leafs <laughs> um i tra- lost my train of thoughts now i just want to give it to people but you hate boston that dick from nbc well that guy's just we're gonna leave him out of it because he's basically a i just helping my own publicity <laughs> that's all i'm helping he's he has ver- a job he's verified so he's verified on <laughs> yeah so him him tweeting at me is actually doing me a favor i saw right? you poke so, at it yeah i was like this yeah. is awesome i liked it i was like i want to follow this <laughs> so i've been giving it to him a little bit anyway he's just a homer yeah he's just like he's pure boston doesn't yeah. care and this is why i hate boston fans now i got now i'm sparked is <laughs> for example that guy puts up a video of a play of two guys going racing after a puck they finally get into each other's lane and they called it a slew foot i didn't care about the slew foot thing at all it was the fact that boston won but their fans were still bitching about the nhl hates the bruins win 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 like this and that this was, should have been a penalty who gives a fuck it should have been a penalty 24 hours ago but your team still won like but it's just like and they're like well leafs fans are like that no we're not. We bitch when we lose, and that's it. Yeah. We don't chirp everybody else, except for Montreal. That's just... <laughs> you got to chirp Montreal. But when you keep losing to Boston, that's when you get a little more active on it, right? So, so you're like, saying you hate Boston as a team or the fans of Boston? The fans. Okay, I was going to say, because I like... like Marchand, I love Marchand. Yeah, I, I love the Boston team. I think they're an upscale version of... And I love the city. Like the Philadelphia Flyers back in like the early 2000s. Yeah. Like they're gritty, but they have skill. I love the fact that Marchand... People think he's an, an agitator. Sure, he is. That's what he does for a living. But he's a skilled individual. Yeah. Well, you don't put up 30-plus goals for, like, five straight seasons if you're just an agitator. I hate to break it to well, you. He, yeah, there you go. go. Did, you want, did you read that article that he wrote in the – I think it was the Players' Tribune? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. When he said why he's an agitator? Yeah. yeah like, Wait, I, I mean, forget. What did he say? It's because he was smaller, and his coach told him that he has to, like, separate himself from the group. Like, he was skilled, but uh, he needed to separate something else if he wanted to take the next step. And he's Still like, so I decided just to piss off the other team. He's like, so I just went with that. 
He's like, it worked. They got mad. They got penalties. How much more frustrating it is that the guy that's in your face, you're calling him a pussy or whatever, he's garbage, and then he puts three goals up too. Oh, it's the most <laughs> irritating thing. That's of enough all to time. go. It goes right through your whole team. That's why I say he is the best irritator ever, and I think maybe all of sports for a couple reasons. And what other sports? I know most. Well, you guys might be, but I'm not the most educated in other sports. But what other agitator do you know of that is a pure agitator and doesn't have the skill? Yeah. Look at Marchand. The, the most skill in the world, top five, questionably top 10 best player in the NHL. But on top Currently. of that, he's the best irritator, yeah. agitator, excuse me, in the NHL. Yeah, you, where sure. else do you find that? It's, it's, it's not, there's no debate, I don't think. And not even in the game of hockey, in, in just the regular world, the Twitter world. Yeah. When he was given those <laughs> one word answers to the guy from uh, CBC, Bukakis, or, yeah, or whatever. he set the hockey world on fire. He put them into a frenzy. And that's exactly what he wants. Everyone that's... You know, Marshawn is an idiot. He gets six point one million. Be a professional. Talk. Yeah. He doesn't give a no. flying. You know what? Yeah. He's out here to be to win a Stanley Cup. He'll do anything possible. You yeah. can't tell me all three of us sitting right here wouldn't do anything. And here's to win an, a cup. Another part of that too. And step on a stick. A, let me know if you agree on this. Is that when you're taking all that heat, like whether it's the media or whatever? Guess what? Isn't on your team now. All that pressure and all that shit because now he's all the cameras are on him now because he's doing the one word answers and everyone's freaking out about it. <laughs> but no one's worrying about the rest of his team, so they can go about their business. And Marshawn is built for that distraction. Oh, yeah. That's what he's. That's what he's meant to create space. He's creating space off the ice, as well as on the ice. Yeah. It's insane. It's a skill in itself too. I mean, you were a chirper. Good point. Like it's mm. it's hard to like you like for myself personally. You knew I was having a bad game if I was chirping you. Yeah. Because I couldn't play and then chirp. Like, I wasn't that kind of guy. It is tough. So, being able to agitate and still produce and be, like, a good, like, functioning hockey player, that's a skill. That's that's hard to do. I never thought about it from that perspective. Mm -hmm. Because when you're trying to chirp and you're trying to do that, you completely forget about exactly. putting the puck in the net. Exactly. But if you're able to do both. For myself, that's, anyway. Yeah, that's a great point. It's a tough line oh, to walk, too, because you look at a guy like Kadri, who is probably yeah. up there in agitators in yeah. the NHL, but he just doesn't walk he's walking the fine line but he crosses it too often you yeah. know because you, you can't be like marshan doesn't he gets caught up in it here and there but that happens to anybody in the game but it's not constantly someone greases him and he retaliates every time he just doesn't yeah. you know what i mean so you like for him to be that conscious while playing almost two different games mm. is insane so yeah. he's worrying about the whole yeah. other team and his game and I'm not, like, I won't ever defend everything Marshawn does. No. But if you actually watch him on a regular basis, he puts up with a lot of stuff, too. And, like, I'm, he, he brings it on. I'm not saying he doesn't. But <laughs> he, he gets a lot of cheap shots on him, too, that he just, eventually it's going to boil up, right? And you're going to get pissed mm -hmm. off. But Here's a question. Is he a Hall of Famer? Nah. I can't see it. <sighs> From my very biased East Coast point of view, yes. Yeah, I'd love to see him. But I just don't but, know. If they want, if they want another cup, maybe. Here's the thing, though, he might have another ten years in the league. He might consistently put up 30, 40, 25 plus goals a year. That's true. It could potentially put him in there. You That's know? true. Then does Boston retire number sixty three at the end of his career? That's too much of a hypothetical, I think. Is it? It's impossible to reach for answers. I feel on this one. I don't think it is. I think he's the most beloved athlete in Boston, other than Brady and Gronk. And right now, but what? Maybe Paul Pierce. Uh, what if something happens? Bergeron. Bergeron's what if guy. he doesn't re-sign in Boston at some point? And I don't they know, turn man. on I, him. You I know, think like where else could he play in the NHL? I don't think he is. He was born like I think they said that in the Players Tribune. Yeah. He's born to be a Boston Bruin. He That's can't true. play anywhere else. I he think does fit he, in great with that city. Though. <laughs> he fits in amazingly. Maybe Philadelphia, but it's too late in his career. It's 
I don't know. I, I think I think he's gonna do great things there. Yeah. He already has. Oh yeah. If he keeps it up, I don't know. Like your 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 point about the Hall of Fame thing and points mm-hmm. wise. If he keeps going, what he's doing, you, they're you a contender every year, man, and he's the front and center of that. Yeah, he'll be considered. It's but hard to argue. I'm gonna get away from Marshan because it actually is kind of pissing me off a little bit, <laughs> and I'm gonna go back to Bullen. Um, <laughs> trying to deflect here. So you're coaching now. I am. Yep. And can we, can, sorry, can we talk about Royal Military College before we talk about coaching? Sure, I was kind of leading in, but <laughs> okay, no, you part, go. But yeah, no, 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 you go. Sorry. I wanted him to. Okay, yeah. So junior <laughs> A, then you went to RMC. We'll get to that, but yeah. I just wanted to know: was there any ever a point? in your post-midget career where you thought, okay, I'd really like to coach? Uh, well, I coached once. When I played midget house, I coached. I coached Timbits and Novice Advance and Eastern Shore. Uh, so was, that, sure. was that frustrating? Sorry to interrupt you. Was that frustrating coaching that level? Uh, then it wasn't. Okay. Um, when I try to now, it can be. Okay. Only because uh, teaching those like fundamental skills are, is a lot harder than one would think. Mm. Cause like to us, it just comes naturally. So like, I don't really think about how I'm actually doing it. Second nature for you now, right? That's why, exactly. Gretzky, that's why Gretzky was a terrible coach. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. Sorry, it's keep going. Uh, but there's like, like Aaron King is a great developmental coach. Absolutely. Like he can, he can break it right down to basics and teach everyone how to start. I, I personally can't. So it gets frustrating. I like coaching kids who already have the fundamentals and then you just kind of fine tune them for sure. Um, so, no i was just gonna say so was there like a point where you wanted to like pursue like move farther with coaching yeah no i always uh i always knew when i finished playing i want to coach mm-hmm. i just i i yeah it's like a whole new uh, side of the game that i like to think that i uh i had a successful playing career and like i uh, i don't want to say mastered the game of hockey but i i did pretty Certain well areas with it. probably exactly so now i want to master this other side of hockey which is coaching and uh and it keeps you close to the game man yeah it's nothing a blast. like being in the rank no you know? it's a blast Mastered feeding me the puck, feeding you and the puck, watching him muffin them into the corner because <laughs> he's still using a fucking junior stick. Hey, they went in though. They went in. That's all I cared about. More than you. No, he didn't. No, Want me to pull the stats up? That well, that one year I played. If I played for three years, I would have had more points. Dusted than you. and assists. If you actually look at it, what well, I pounded you in goals. So I'm, well, if I'm you mad. took all the points I had in one year and you times them by three, I would have more points than you. No, that's I still remember that's the, another okay. hypothetical. I still remember one game you had. I think it was uh, you had two goals and maybe an assist or two, and then you had like 36 penalty minutes too. Yeah, that happened a lot. You got like two tens that game, and then in, like you were just in the box and then out, get a goal, and then back in the box. If you think about it from my point of view, taking a 10 is actually way less selfish <laughs> than taking a two and putting us down. That's true. I'll right? give you that. I'll give you that. That's true. So, back to bowling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> RMC. When did you want to go there? When did you decide? Why? Uh, Pick your order. How was Hell Week? I didn't do it, so oh. I'll, I'll get to that, yeah. Um, so my 20 year there in Bridgewater, I sent out some feelers to schools, like just uh, like a blanket email to everyone. Good call. And uh, I got a few in return. Um, do you remember any other ones? Yeah, I got one from uh, Guelph, Ryerson. Uh there was a school in the States, but I missed, like, the SAT deadline or whatever, so right. I couldn't do that. That's fine. Um, it's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a couple more. I'm not sure. but uh, And then RMC called and having family in the military. So, like, my father was military. My grandfather have four uncles, th- four cousins, sib- like, my brother. Like, so the whole family is military. Uh, it's also – it was cheaper tuition and stuff at the time. And I was like, well, I wouldn't mind, like, trying to serve. It's not as easy as a scene when you get there, but I was mm-hmm. like, I want to attempt it. My whole family does it. Uh, so then I just decided on RMC and then uh, had a good talk with Scheller. He was a coach at the time there, and he was saying that 
they always give rookies like a chance as soon as they come in to get the minutes they want. And he was true to that. Like if you played well, you played. It doesn't matter if you're a rookie or a fourth year. And uh, so, yeah. When you made your decision to go there, was there people there that you had already know, known? Because I know Ryder went. Yeah. Ramey went. Yeah. But were those guys already set in, in place when you decided? I guess basically my question was, the guys that you knew were played with previously, was it a factor in going there? Uh, Ryder was a big factor. Absolutely. Because uh, obviously that's one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I had to sit out a year um, because of like military side of things. So I ended up sitting out that year uh, after my 20 year. So, so I your first a, year there? So I didn't even go to school okay. that year. So I just sat a full year out here and I coached actually again. I coached high school that year. And then I went up to RMC the next year, and then Ramey went too. So, like, there was, there's two of my best friends right there at the same school with me. No-brainer. Um, yeah, exactly. So, it made the transition. I didn't see Ryder much because he was on the cadet side, and we were, me and Ramey were on, like, the reservist side. Okay. What's so, the difference? Uh, so, Is so, it too too long? No, it's not too long, but it's. Uh, I think it puts it in perspective of how hard the school is. And, like, people Perfect. are always quick to say, like, oh, like, RMC is not that good or whatever, mm-hmm. right? But they don't understand that these cadets, like, these full-time officers, they literally get up at, like, Four thirty, five o'clock every morning. Do that training till about six thirty-seven. <coughs> then they do full day of school from like eight to four thirty. Go to the rink and practice from five to six thirty, and then go back and either do some military training and then homework and then repeat again. So five days a week they're doing that and they're playing hockey on top of that. Like our captain there, he was doing. Uh, was it Louis Size? No, no, that was my was, last year there. Okay, Louis Size. Yeah, he's a beauty. Oh, he played for the Mooseheads, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah he's yeah. an honorary mayor, maritimer. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, but our captain uh, for my first two years there, he was uh, he wanted to be an astronaut, so he was doing like no this way. crazy like aero science. I can't even I don't even know what it was. You anyway, met someone that wants to be an astronaut. Yeah, so crazy. he was he was in the cadet after side. five years old. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and anyway, he was uh, he was smart as a whip, but he was like so his homework was like ridiculous, like mathematical scientist, like you know what I mean, like Looking crazy at rocks and shit. I'm glad you you pointed that out because most people just see, they think, okay, military college, we know what that's about, but you just see the on ice product, whether it's a yeah, tweet, exactly, whether it's an Instagram video, yeah. that's what they see. Nobody really sees the actual like. I'm not gonna call it the negative side. I'm just gonna call it the less. I guess the tougher road of hockey yeah. is dealing with everything else, especially in that scenario, right? Oh, yeah. There's but a lot of pride on the line. Did you have to go through that week where you have to wake up, make your bed, and no? What's, like, what's that week I'm talking it's about? Up. Fi so up. first year orientation period, I think it is. Yeah. So essentially, when we were doing training camp, the cadets would be at fi op, and like they would like come over and sleep in the locker room because like they technically weren't allowed to do sports or anything. They had to stay on campus and train really? like for the full. I think it was like a, I think it was a month. Wow. I could be wrong, but it's they couldn't like play that. at all. Yeah, so they technically well, they could get out to exhibition games, but practices they might not have been able to make it. Holy shit! Man, that's such a sacrifice. So yeah. like they would be like they'd come over and then they would just sleep. Like the coach would be like just rest because like they weren't allowed. Like they were up at like four every day, go to bed at like twelve, and then get up at four again and do. And they're like training all day. Did you have to wear a uniform all day? No, uh, cadets did or cadets did obviously, but the reservists we didn't have to. We uh, essentially what we had to do was we lived off campus, paid tuition. And it was like a normal university for us, but then we'd have to do like our military training at like a reserve unit. Okay. So we'd go like once, twice a week or whatever it was. And then in the summers do our training if cool, if that worked out. Um, I have a buddy that went to Queens and he said that once a year, oh, he, he went over to your school and there was a, a rivalry game. Yeah. Car Harris cup. 
talk about that. He said it was mm. insane. Who's yeah, it against? Uh, what's that? Who's it against? It is Queens and uh, RMC. Oh, that's right. They're like the, the, the Royal Cup the or whatever. Right there, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it's like uh, the oldest hockey rivalry in North America or something like that. Wow. Yeah, so it goes back a long time, and it's it's a huge recruiting tactic for the coaches there. It's, uh, it's a mm. blast, man. You play in the K-Rock Center, which is like where the Kingston uh, Frontenacs play. In the OHL? Yeah. Okay. And it's like, it's packed. Like, they make our school, every, every cadet has to go and watch. They're in their, like, red uniforms and stuff. The bands are playing and stuff. And it's, Dude, that's uh, sick. Pictures of it look sick. Yeah, it's, it's, it's honestly the funnest time of the year. It's called Rivalry Week because we play them. And then we also either go down to the States or they come up to us and we play the Army. Army school from uh, uh, the U.S. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So West Point. So they're a D1 school. And wow. then, so it's rivalry week, so we'll play them, and then we'll play Car Harris Cup after that. And so, that's the Challenge Cup, I think. So that's like, I think that's the oldest international game yeah. of ice hockey. It's uh, it's, it's fun, man. It's great. Yeah, it's insane. Are you a big crowd guy? Do you like to feed off the crowd, or do you kind of, oh, yeah. are you one of those guys that just blocks it out? No, it's uh, it was, my best games were probably those two games of the year, because like university hockey is very underrated, and it doesn't Extremely get... Extremely underrated. Yeah, it doesn't get a lot of credit, and so a lot of fans don't go, but... Um, that probably gets a lot. Oh yeah, no, it's packed. It was. Uh, was RMC always packed? No, no, we, no, man. We had a rough. The three years I was there was rough. Like our first year, we were all right. Second year, we had our starting goalie or a goalie recruit from the WHL, and he was couldn't get in. So then we missed out on him. Then our other goalie had to leave. So we were down to our third string, which was uh, he was actually really good. He played well for us. But then after him, we had no one. So we had to call up cadets who played like midget A or something like that the year before. Uh, not and big then, crowds, eh? No, and then he got hurt, so we we didn't win a game that year. Oh. Not one. Not one. So back to Eastern Shore. Back yeah. to Eastern Shore. <laughs> just thinking that. Yeah. And uh, yeah. So was... you peaked at Max. Oh, or yeah. I guess Junior A. Don't you Jun- remember the Chronicle Herald followed him around for that practice? He was wearing them size six and a half U three box skates yeah. <laughs> at the Max. Remember they did a big article on because he was absolutely tearing the league apart for the first little bit. Oh yeah, maybe I do remember that. I still have the article, so one day <laughs> Dad Johnny kept it. Oh yeah. Y- you guys will once I find the shit, man. You guys are going to love Johnny. I had, I had like Reebok 4Ks or something. There were the three. Reebok three, yeah. Three Ks. Man, but you still got to use skates, right? So they were cheap. That was an awkward That was an awkward time. And they were just falling around. Anyway. So RMC, did you go four years or three? Uh, I went three. Yeah. Three. Was there ever a point while you were there where you thought, man, why did I do this? Uh, Yeah, but not for the reason why. Like, not for military-wise. Mm-hmm. It was more like... um, So I never really... I never really spoke to anyone about it, like RMC-wise. Uh. I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was the best teammate up there, okay. uh, because I was going through a rough time. Because I had that. I had to sit out that year before, mm-hmm. and it was like. So I came off a of junior where I was like a really good hockey player. Like I did really well in junior, and I I knew I could do well in university. But that year off kills you. Absolutely. Like, you're not. I'm playing beer league hockey. No game situations. Your cardio nothing. shit. Exactly. And like you can never. I I found for myself I could never catch up. Like I could never get back into shape like that. Like I wanted to. Uh, so it was frustrating because I was. Not only were we not winning, but like I wasn't able on a personal level to produce the way I wanted to to help the team out. So then you put that. So like hockey was always your your escape, right? Yeah. Whenever life was hard, hockey was fun for you. Mm-hmm. Hockey wasn't fun for me there, only because like I couldn't, I wasn't doing what I knew I could do for them. So now you have to find another escape. Exactly. And then school was extremely hard up there because it's it's a hard Strict. institute. Exactly. I wasn't doing well in school up there. And then the military side, I wasn't doing well in the military side. You're being side. yelled at all the time. Exactly. So, like, everywhere up there I was at, I was just always getting yeah. stressed and anxiety and stuff. And it was just – it was a very stressful time. But, like, they were all good guys and everything. And, mm-hmm. like, they were they were a bunch of beauties up there. It's just – it was uh, it was a, it was a rough time. But uh, – It's another good point that you brought up. 
that about the hockey being the escape and that sometimes it's just not going the way you, yeah. you pictured it and now you have to find another escape which is essentially probably why where a lot of people end up with their issues and their problems right exactly yeah, yeah. if you lean on something and you that's just you, you that's your blood and then all of a sudden now that's not working for you yeah that's tough right but not and a lot of people don't talk about it which is good i'm glad that you could yeah no it's uh yeah, like you said, it's you go there and like in junior, obviously you don't play every game good. Like you don't have a good game every time, but you know it's just a game or two. Yeah. When it's like game after game after game after game, you just can't find yourself. And the like, most frustrating thing. Exactly. In the world. And well, everyone else is progressing, and you're still trying to catch. Exactly. Right? So and like you know you can, and you know you're like I don't want to say you're better than someone else or whatever, but you know like all right, I can do this, I can do what he is doing, I can do this, but I just don't think it's wrong for you to think that you're better yeah, than somebody right. else. It's just wrong to say it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you uh, know. But yeah, no. So so I was very like I was secluded, I guess, in a way. Like I hung out with them and stuff, but I was also like oftentimes off of my own because like I was just always, I was always mad up there for some reason. I just couldn't find that that thing to kind of make me happy. Yeah, again. exactly. So was, that that's twitch. not healthy. Exactly. No, so absolutely. Were not. you able to hang out with Ryder a lot during those times? Because I feel like yeah, you know. second second year I was. Uh, second third year we hung out a lot i lived with ramey all three years too okay so that was fun having a having him around <laughs> so right are the i don't know if you know like the, the no. whole connection there so bowling we're playing lumby lumb, lumby jacks <laughs> we're playing lumberjacks yeah and he came down from pei right he was the fighter brennan right yeah, yeah. summerside so we we're like oh, fuck, like another fighter like come on yeah. anyways he was wicked because he played in the queue he, he kept your held his own up there so anyways he's like our tough guy Nicest fucking guy ever, man. Like, goofiest guy. <laughs> Big teddy bear. He's always hugging everybody. Yeah. And then he's like, what, 6'2"? Six 6'3", six yeah, yeah, six maybe? Yeah. So he got huge rider, tough as nails, missing teeth, scars everywhere. He's fighting for everybody. And then you got little Bullen, <laughs> play, playmaker, goal scorer, not saying shit to anybody. And yeah. then they're, bam. These two are inseparable, man. Yeah. Ryder lived at your house, if yeah, I'm not mistaken, for the whole there, yeah. year. Yeah. And like they, everything they did was just together. You know what I mean? It was just the, it was so weird, but wicked at the same time. It just proves, it. you know, just it could be anybody, you know, his, it, was uh, it was amazing. I remember his first, remember his first shift. He, uh, he forgot his skates or something like that. So his dad shipped him up skates, <laughs> but he sent him, uh, he had like two pairs of the same ones, but one was a size bigger. No. So he had like one size smaller than the other. And his first shift in the lumber yard, he, he took a stride off the bench. He went on a four check and it went like, it was over in the fire corner went D to D and up. And he was going after that D, and he just wiped out, and he slipped from like the blue line into the corner. <laughs> and my mom still tells him all the time. She's like, the first time I saw that, I was like, what did we pick up? <laughs> what did your parents think about Ryder? Obviously, they loved him, but it was just it would have been weird probably, since you said you were like more of a secluded guy, kind of like to keep to yourself. Now all of a sudden, you have this guy that you're just like yeah. spending every day with, you know? Well, it was uh, we they didn't even know him, and he was just we were just talking one day, and uh, I honestly don't even remember how we became friends there. Like I don't mm. remember when the first time. The only thing I remember him doing is smacking my stick out of my hand when I was taping it once, and I was like, I, I hate this guy. <laughs> and a bomb was created. I, I was so mad. <laughs> he just came up like, this was his first practice. Didn't know him. He just walked by and goes, boom, and smacks my stick. <laughs> and I was like, what in the hell? Anyway, and then we just started Little talking, bitch. and then uh, he was saying that he lived in an apartment or something. I don't know. And he was like. Yeah, it was something, some weird setup. Yeah, like in the basement of a mansion in like the South End. Some Jimbo scheme, Yeah, you know? Jimbo knew. I don't know. <laughs> And uh, so he's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm getting, I can't live here because I have to pay rent and I don't have a job or anything to pay rent. And I was like, well, we have a spare room. Like, let me ask my parents. And I was like, hey, do you mind if we bill it to someone? That's it. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, like, we have a spare what? room and stuff. And my dad's like, we don't have an extra bed or anything, though. He's like, yeah, but I mean, he doesn't have anywhere to live. <laughs> and they were like, well, I guess we could think about it. And then like Ooh. literally three days later, he moved in. 
It was a big day in the dressing room. He was it? Yeah, because Ryder had all his shit at the rink. Like yeah, that's right. Yeah. He packed everything and just like where everything he had. And he just shows up at the rink with everything. And we're all like, what the fuck? Like, You're moving into the and room? And he's like moving into the Bullen residence. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> sick, man. Well, we're like, we're a short family. We're like the, mm. what is it? That tiny family, big world or whatever. Yeah, Ryder gets out of the car. <laughs> he's tiny like, family, <laughs> big world. <laughs> so he walks in the front door and we have a chandelier in our hallway. And he just smacks his head off at the first thing. <laughs> Do you find Ryder kind of helped you? I, I don't even know if he were in a shell, but just kind of helped you come out of it more because he was more of a... Outgoing guy? Yeah, he's not, I wouldn't say confrontational, but he was just like, he would talk to you no matter what. <laughs> yeah. There was no awkwardness when Tell he was around. Tell you what he's thinking. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think so. He, uh, I, I was always like, I was always outgoing with people. I just like didn't... You didn't seek it out. Yeah, I didn't go out of my way to go out. Like mm-hmm. if I was at a group party or something like that, like I'll, I'm, yeah. I'll hang out and stuff, but I don't like... I don't look to go out and hang out with people and stuff like that. But, yeah, so uh, you weren't the weird guy just sitting over there, like, not talking anyway. Yeah, like, yeah. if I'm out and about and with people, I'll hang out and I'll talk and stuff. It's just, I don't go out of my way to do it. But he uh, he forced me to go downtown every time there. <laughs> Legend. He was a beautiful, I love him, man. Because I played with him and Warren's, and it was just, it, they were, it was a great year. That was another oh, fun year, oh, yeah. for sure. Oh, yeah, that, that was probably, that and Max were my two favorite years of hockey, and he... Uh, my dad liked him more than he liked me. Actually, like watching him play. I remember, remember that fight. Spike he had. loves the hard. Yeah, remember that fight he had in Dieppe or and Bridgewater against that guy in Dieppe, that high stick dimmy. Oh, and he and he like one punched him and then brought him back up and then one punch him again and brought him up and one punch him <laughs> yeah. again. My dad still talks about that fight. He's like, I've never seen a guy fight better in my life than that. And he <laughs> loves it. Hockey dads have like a couple memories. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. kid's career. Yeah, sometimes it's not even of their kids. Yeah, most times, he doesn't most care times about it's not. Yeah. It's just all about that. They just remember the negative stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, before we wow an hour before we get uh, closed up though, I did want to touch on coaching a little bit. Yep. I know you said you you had planned on doing it, and you were an assistant coach with the Voyagers for your first year, I think, yeah, or was it the first, first year. two? First year. So yeah. now you're the head coach. Yep. Um, do you find it similar to being in like a leadership role in hockey, or is it more? Do you have to be more of a hard nosed kind of guy? Uh, I think it, I think nowadays it's similar to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's similar to being a player in a leadership role because uh, I, I went in there this year for like last year that just passed my first year head coach and I was like I think you got to go in like the hard ass approach kind of like what we grew up on like yeah hold everyone accountable like as a team and stuff not your friend you exactly piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that coach off letter Kenny there yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kicks the can so anyway uh, but I, I realized early on that Someone, I forget who I was talking to. I can't remember. But they told me that you almost have to coach. Actually, I think it was Chris Donnelly was telling me this, that you have to coach everyone nowadays, like, individually. Yep. You have to find out what. Interesting. Yeah, so you're almost coaching 20 kids, not, like, a team. It's 20 individuals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so true. So, like, you have to kind of find that line of being their friend nowadays and also, like, hold them accountable. Well, now yeah. people don't trust you unless you're friends. Exactly. So no one says. No one takes just whatever anymore, right? Like yeah. with Kirk, right? Like I, I was scared shitless of Kirk, Me too, so I didn't I want to mess them. up. Exactly. So I yeah, played for him. That's a good point. And same as the the coach in uh, RMC, my last year there, Limmer, he's there now. Great coach, and but he's scary. Like he'll hold you accountable, but he knows how to balance that. Like and that's your, a hard thing to balance. Exactly. Absolutely. So he can like you can joke with him and talk with him. Like he's easy to approach and stuff. But at the same time, if you're his favorite player, and like every coach has their favorite players. But you mess up, you're sitting on the bench like he doesn't care type thing. Yeah. I like that. Exactly. Well, that's what you want. But you exactly. can't do that in, in, I don't think, anymore. No. You just sit. I guess it's different where your parents are paying parents for are hockey. Paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. But. Yeah. But when it's like when you're just being paid. So is this something you enjoy a lot? I, well, obviously, that's a, a tough question because if you don't, <laughs> you're not going to say it. But um, I enjoy coaching personally. Yeah. 
and it seems like you do. Yeah, no, I, I love coaching because that's a, a great league that they that they yeah, have there it, for producing. You it's know pretty what I mean? good hockey. It's uh, it's getting better every year. Like I know it's only going into its third year, but each year it's progressed a bit. Like, oh. um, I mean, like Crooksy went up there, mm. and there's other there's the Basin team has three guys on the Q scouting list this year. Like, oh wow. Uh, so it's uh, it's a great thing for hockey because it kind of, in my opinion, it kind of went backwards with the major bantam thing. Yeah. Because it eliminated that like two, three years, or maybe not three, but two years of your career where it's pretty, you know, pretty. Uh, it's a big time, I guess. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word, but <laughs> it's just like you either make it or you don't at the at that age, right? Yeah. Like major midget, you either move on to junior or whatever, or you just don't. Yeah. No, so, for sure. But so I think it's great for the gay men. And it's uh, it's great for those kids that are in that awkward age where they're like grade nines, first year midget. And they don't have that high school option if they don't make midget. Mm. So it's like, what do you play? Yeah. And they could still play a competitive league. Right. But, uh, exactly. It still gives you hope. Yeah, hope exactly. is the big thing. Opportunity. We and talk about it all the time. That's what it was built for, right? It, they didn't want kids to drop out and just play. And again, like nothing's wrong with high school, but they think that if you play high school, you're just going to play your three and then you're done. Maybe that's play junior thinks. B. Exactly. Uh, so they want to build that other league where, you know, they could still have hopes of. And I think what happened with Crooksy was great for the league the first oh. year like getting drafted to the queue and then playing major midget because now yeah. people are like all right like it's you can possible. actually do something from this league and let's be honest there's 20 maybe 24 spots available on a high school team and there's probably in the city high schools probably 60 70 kids that could probably play yeah so where do those kids go yeah, they don't exactly. play major midget yeah you know what i mean that those are big big years man yeah no so, it's yeah a, it's good speaking of midget how was the tell us great yeah yeah it was good thunder bay is a shithole but everything oh, else was great like hockey play. canada knows how to put on a first class event. Yeah, no, for sure. True. And it was great going up with the Max. Like if we would have went up with the subways or something, it just wouldn't have been the same. <laughs> just you going up with the Max, people you know, the the Part parents. Yeah. Yeah. The parents welcomed us, open arms, they fed were us. Great. You're just just a good group. Not yeah. even the fact that they, they were with the Halifax McDonalds organization. It's just they're just good people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, just in general. Yeah, they, they seem to have yeah. a closer team that this year. They do, but they and they had a team kind of like ours in that third year, where yeah. it was kind of a mixture of guys from high school, guys from mid AAA, guys from that are returning, guys that yeah. some. One of the goalies played junior C his first year. You know, very what I mean? similar yeah. group yeah. to our to when mm -hmm. we played. Yeah. Very similar. Just a bunch of guys that believe and love. Yeah, Timmy. Know? Tim doesn't care about where you played. If you're no, if you're no, good, no. you're gonna make. Like and if you're, he just wants to win, right? So yeah. if you're the best of the best and you play junior C, you're gonna play there. Mm -hmm. That organization is really good at scouting. Really good at you know connecting with people yeah. and saying, listen, we got a goal here. We think you're part of that goal. I remember when I like even you. I remember that year we came in. They're amazing at scouting. Yeah, they just found the right people. Well, hell, I was in. already there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, boys. That was great. Uh, before we end it though, I want to do a Stanley Cup prediction. So just the series. Who do you think is going to win each series right now? And then who's going to win the cup? So oh, I'll man. say uh, I think Boston's going to win, and I think St. Louis is going to win, and then I think Boston is going to beat St. Louis in the finals. I can't speak on the Boston Carolina series. Why not? I'm too superstitious. So right, I well, can't. Um, but I think I think St. Louis is going to beat San Jose. Okay. I'm glad you guys went first because I honestly couldn't remember who was playing. <laughs> but now I know it's Boston and Carolina. And as much as I want Carolina to win, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. And was it San Jose and St. Louis? Yeah. I'm going to go with St. Louis. Okay. So then, who you got in the finals? Who you got winning it all? <sighs> St. Louis, fuck Boston. Wow. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's because of Joe Haggerty, isn't it? All right. Exactly right. He ruined it. Last minute's yours, Bowling. If you want to thank family, friends, teammates, coaches. Shout out anybody. Just shout out anybody you want to. I think I shout out everyone. You sure? I think so. All yeah, right. True. 
All right, dudes, you don't know anyone. So, uh, <laughs> everyone, thank you very much for tuning into the podcast. I appreciate it. Go to all of our social media outlets. I'm not going to, you know what to do. Uh, Mem Cup's around the corner. We're going to be trying to get some media access, do some things in the city. If not, we're definitely going to be on the streets talking to some drunk people, interviewing. Um, it's just going to be a great summer. I got nothing else to say. The high button lives on. Bullen, once again, thank you for coming on. No worries, man. Thank Dude. you. Yeah, no worries, dudes. Yeah, let's, All go right. cool. let's go Kawhi. <laughs> and we're out. Peace. <laughs>